Welcome to episode 234 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 11, Episode 2, This. The original air date is January 10th, 2018. The average IMDb user score is 7.3 out of 10. And the action is divided between Washington, Virginia, and Manhattan. The episode begins with... Langley trying to make contact with Mulder through Mulder's phone right before Mulder and Scully's home is assaulted and overrun by a bunch of Russian agents. With great difficulty, Mulder and Scully manage to escape. Skinner shows up after having told them to surrender, and he claims surprise that they were trying to kill him. They haven't spoken to Skinner in weeks. After the breach of trust last week, when Mulder realizes he met with the cigarette smoking man, and refuses to divulge what was going on. As the audience, we know that the information he refuses to divulge is that baby William is not Mulder's. It's the smoking man's baby. But Skinner has not chosen to share that information. In the course of their investigation, they discover that while Langley truly is dead, he was one of the people that allowed their brain impressions to be uploaded to a simulation to keep living after death. He and uh, Dr. Kara Hamby wanted to live forever, happily ever after in this simulation. Dr. Hamby is killed in the course of this investigation, and Mulder and Scully end up in the North Point Tower, as revealed by Edward Snowden, and disable the servers. But by the time they bring the FBI back to deal with it properly, the computers are gone. And while Mulder and Scully are sleeping later, Langley tries to reach out through Mulder's phone once again. This simulation is not what they said it would be. They're basically slaves to try and produce more wartime technology. So it is a very well-made episode, and it is engaging, especially with the return of Langley. There's the question, are the lone gunmen still alive or not? But it is handled in a fairly entertaining way, even if it is in complete contradiction to the approved storyline from the season 10 comic books. This episode was written and directed by Glenn Morgan. It's his last writing assignment for the X-Files, but not his last directing assignment. Barbara Hershey returns as Eric Price. This is her second appearance in the X-Files, but not her last. Sandrine Holt makes her first appearance on the X-Files, but it's not the first time we've discussed her. Here she plays Dr. Kara Hamdi, We discussed her career when we discussed the X-Files parody episode, The Director Files, from the John Woo's Once a Thief TV show, where she was a cast regular. Andre Roshkoff makes his only appearance in the X-Files as Commander Al. He's got 10 acting credits to his name at the time of this recording. He is still active, so that could easily change. He is best known for his work in The Flash, Arrow, The X-Files, and Minority Report with work in post-production, so he could very well go on to do more. Dean Hagland makes his final appearance as Richard Langley in this episode, or a form of Richard Langley, I guess I should say. Dejan Loyola has 22 acting credits at the time of this recording. He plays Agent Colquitt in his only X-Files appearance. He is best known for his work in the X-Files, Saving Hope, where he had a regular 
appearance or a recurring character is Dr. Dev Sakara, iZombie, where he plays Graham Moss in four episodes, and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, where he played Rafi. He is also still active today. And finally, Dean Friss plays the softy boy. So he is one of the assailants that they encounter. This is his third of three acting credits. His first was Black Christmas. Then he had a recurring role in Tower Prep. And then he appears in Softy Boy. But he does have 56 camera and electrical department credits, including such credits on Final Destination 3, Underworld Evolution, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid Roderick Rules. So it appears that he's mostly a behind-the-camera guy, and he's passionate about being a camera operator, but he has a very distinctive look, so he occasionally gets cast in front of the camera as well when that look is appropriate. So overall, it is nice to see the connections between the seasons, and there's definitely feels like a more serialized nature this time. So while the X-Files always has had some serial elements, most of the episodes were one-off Monster of the Week. And it was only occasionally, maybe, you know, four or five times a season that we had something that deliberately contributed to the ongoing story. And at least two episodes into season 11, they, even this monster of the week, seems to have a serial element to it. And it is nice to see Langley and have that wrapped up, even if it did chafe a little bit since the season 10 and 11 comics are really so good and directly contradicted here even after being approved. Had we just been going by what we saw in season 10, you could make the case that they were happening parallel. They didn't directly contradict each other. Now they do. In any event, that's about all we have to say about this. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss Plus One. In the meantime, don't forget to go over to the website. You can follow the link right in your podcatcher and leave a voicemail letting us know what the X-Files has meant to you for that final podcast, which is currently scheduled for April 19th, 2022, provided the voicemails come in in time for me to do the editing. Thank you for listening.